All right, everybody, this is uh, Thesis Conversations. We haven't done this in a long time. We have, uh, we're going to do some playoff reactions, playoff predictions for the second round, four series, which I personally think are very interesting. Uh, on the line, on the phone, we have my good friend and Thesis West Coast uh, basketball contributor, Isaac DeSanto. Isaac, how are you, buddy? Dude, Thesis West Coast contributor is the dopest thing anyone's called me in months. No question about it. That's so awesome. Yeah, man. So, um, like I said, so we're going to talk about the second round. Um, I know you and I have been texting each other back and forth probably like at least, what do you think the over-under is? We text each other at least like, it's always like midnight my time or later because that's when all the best games come on. I think it'll be no different this time. So I think we're going to run through each series, I'm going to try to say let's spend no more than like eight minutes of series. I think a lot of it can be described pretty easier, but it just depends. We'll see how it goes. So I think we're, we're both in agreement that Warriors-Rockets is the most interesting series, right? I would definitely <laughs> agree with that, yes. So for full context, we're going to talk about this series after game one. Isaac doesn't know my picks. I don't know his. So Isaac, what do you have for this series? So let me start with a caveat, which is that I am – an emotional decision maker when it comes to sports predictions. <laughs> and as a diehard LeBron fan, the Warriors have been the bait of my existence for half a decade now. Get over so, it. So, <laughs> I know. So, obviously, to start the, the playoffs, I picked them to lose to the Rockets in seven. After watching, and I, I felt good about that after the first round because of how well Houston played and the way the Warriors struggled with the Clippers. Right. But, after watching the first game, I'm a little concerned because... Harden has historically collapsed in the playoffs. And this team is so good that they sort of got by Utah and no one really noticed that Harden wasn't He wasn't really that playing. efficient, yeah. He wasn't that efficient. I mean, I think he was... I mean, I don't know what he shot this game, but I think he shot something like... something like 10 for 28, somewhere around there. Like, definitely well below 50%. And watching the contrast between him and KD, like, KD... He's a monster. Just, he's a monster, <laughs> and he can just get his like if you need him to score, he'll just score. And Harden, I'm kind of worried that Harden's not going to be that. That he's not going to be a guy who can just get buckets when you need them. And yeah, not to overact game one, but I'm a little concerned. I'll still take the Rockets in seven, but I don't know. I'm worried. That, that's my take. Is I'm I'm a little worried. I have the Warriors in seven, and the way I describe it is basically I want to pick Houston really bad because I feel like since the All-Star break, Houston's been, like, insane. And Golden State, they're still the Warriors, but, you know, they had the, the two Clippers losses were kind of weird. And something doesn't – I mean, you kind of know. Like, something just doesn't seem right. I don't know what it is. It seems like right. their defense isn't as good. Yeah, Harden right. – as you said, Harden was 9 for 28, which is terrible. 9 for 28, yeah. That's uh, – like, if Westbrook shot that, we'd all be – We'd, we'd all be killing him over him. the coals, right? Right. And I think the way I describe it was that um, the thing that I thought was going to be the most important was, like, Harden against himself. Like you said, like, he's had his kind of blunders in the playoffs. Yes. But I think it's like when – I agree with that. Because when Harden's on, there's, like – when he's, like, on fire, there's, like, nothing like it. He's making, like, step-back threes. He's doing all this crazy stuff. But when yes. he misses, it looks really bad because you're like, oh, wow, you just took another – you know, crossover step back from 38 feet. No wonder it exactly it doesn't look good when he misses. It's not like if like Kevin Durant has a bad sh- has a bad game, a right. lot of the shots he's taking are still most likely good shots. So you're just like, oh, he just wasn't on today. Right. It doesn't it doesn't look as kind of strange if that makes any I sense. I completely agree. It, it's it's exactly what happened last year, which was like, look, Houston lives and dies by their system, and their system is 
three by those threes. <laughs> and last year in Game Seven, they missed a historic number. They missed twenty-seven. They didn't shoot in a row to lose that game. They right. didn't shoot great this game. This game kind of got ugly quickly, which you'd think would benefit them because anything that slows down the Warriors' scoring is good for Houston. But Capello was nowhere. Like he's got to be. I mean, Draymond Green had himself a game. Like, I mostly consider Draymond wash, but he played like a monster. Like t- this week, I mean, Capello has just got to be a presence. I think they got out rebounded like crazy. I think they had two or three or maybe more offensive rebounds like the whole game. Like they just they had three. They had three. I mean, that's, that's not good. Yeah, you can't, especially when you're shooting so poorly. So I don't know. I think your take is exactly right. This series is Harden against himself, and you know the the Houston team is so good. Like that's a really really good, a really good team. But I don't know. I, I saw something interesting on Twitter today that was this matchup is better strategy versus more talent. Yeah, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, um, but I kind of agree with that take. That's actually interesting because in watching the game, I didn't know that it, that makes complete sense because I was like, oh, I don't, I didn't, I never felt Capella on the floor and he's really, really good. Yeah, um, yeah. But looking at the box score now, Capella had four points and, yes. and this I didn't even know because I felt like he was all over the place. PJ Tucker didn't score. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I guess, and I, and I guess this kind of shows how close I think the series will be that if you said, okay, Capella and Tucker will score four points, Harden will shoot nine for 28, and the Rockets will lose by four. And I think Paul only had 15. He was five for nine. The best, five for nine, best okay. player on the fourth end was Eric Gordon, who had 27. Yeah, he had 27, right? Right, but he shot four for yeah. 33. I, think, I don't know. This is going to be really – clearly Houston can hang with them and beat them. Totally. Because they were totally. going back and forth. So I don't – this is you know, On the one up. hand – I heard something on the broadcast that I thought was really smart too, which is that whoever won, like as the game was going on, they're like, whoever wins this game is going to feel like they got away with something because yeah, no right. one really deserved to win that game. And then Kevin Durant is just a flamethrower. I just, it reminds me of LeBron in the playoffs last year, but he just with the Cavs on the back and ran, like got him to finals. And like that turnaround, that dirt shot he had, that turnaround one foot step back, you is don't, just completely unguardable. You don't defend that. <laughs> no, you don't. And like, it, right, he had thirty five. And then looking through it, the best, the next best player was what Draymond. Like Clay wasn't that good. Steph was okay, but you didn't go right. crazy. Right. I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I, I have like no. It's hard because neither no team really looked very good this game, so it's kind of hard to take anything away from it. Like other than KD's a monster, and you're worried about Harden showing up in the clutch. Those were really the two things I took away from this game. Right, because I think when I was kind of writing it, when I was trying to decide on, like, okay, who do I feel is, like, a really important player? I was like, all right, obviously, like, James Harden, obviously Kevin Durant. But I was like, okay, I'll decide on, like, I chose Clay Thompson because I was like, okay, he has to guard either Chris Paul or Harden. And if he doesn't really shoot well, the Warriors don't win. Like, I was looking at, like, their, like, his splits, and it was like, oh, when they lose, he shoots, like, 30%. But if he wins, he, like, goes nuts from three. I don't know. I just have no feel for this. And game one didn't. Was, and this didn't. Game one didn't help. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I will say I was really impressed with Golden State's defense. Yeah, they, I haven't watched that much on this year, but they're crazy. They when play they, yeah, really when they good. Be. Yeah, when they want to be so, there. Also, I didn't. Did you expect them to start Iguodala? That was like kind of random to me. I didn't expect that. Mm, I can see uh, why they did it because like you can't yeah. have you can't have Bogut just kind of lumbering around. <laughs> you can't have Bogut out right, there. Right. But I think this is basically going to be like the finals, right? This is going to be the best it gets, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. Especially after what we saw from 
Boston and Milwaukee today, you're kind of, everything you thought you knew is a little bit shaken. Right. This is probably the best series of the playoffs. It's definitely the most, I think it's the most interesting because it's got so much history. Like, any other potential finals matchup really has no, like, no narrative. Like, it's just like, it's just like, oh, the Warriors versus whatever other team, or the Rockets versus some other team. Like, there's no, there's no history. There's no, like, if it's no any combination, like, yeah. Rockets, Raptors, Rockets, Celtics, Rockets, Bucks, Warriors versus any of those three, like, none of those matches have any kind of story. So this, this, the narrative here is so much more, so much meatier. So I think this is the best quote unquote matchup of the, of the, of the playoffs for sure. I'm with you. Cause I think, and I don't, I don't know if this came off to you, but in watching it on TV, this just felt more intense. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it like, it just felt like it, it literally felt like it was like a conference finals game. I don't yeah, know either did. just because it seemed like everybody was just like running around like crazy um, Just because this is what everyone's been waiting for right. the entire NBA season to see was this series, right? Like, um, especially after LeBron didn't make the playoffs, that's what they were. That's what everyone wanted to see. Like, shout out to the shout out to the Lakers and LeBron. Um, oh, dude, today I was talking to my best friend on the phone, and he doesn't he doesn't really follow basketball. He lives in Indianapolis, so he'll watch the Pacers sometimes, but he's not an NBA fan by any means. Right. And we were just we were just shooting shit about something, and I don't know where he goes. Uh, Oh, I mentioned something about the NBA playoffs, and he goes, oh, how are the Lakers doing? Oh, wow. Yikes. And I was like, damn, that's cold. And he's like, what? Did they not make it? And he really didn't know. <laughs> he had no idea. And I was like, oh, I'm glad that I could inform you, and you could stick a dagger in my heart at the same time. So at, at, at that point in the conversation, we were like, do you have two hours so I can like give give you the full debriefing? <laughs> I literally told him, he's like, what happened with them this year? And I was like, honestly, let's just another time, because it's such a long story that like I cannot... Um, I'm, I'm, I, I, I cannot get into it right now. Before we get to the like, next series, I'm literally trying to write about it now, and I'm already like two pages deep, and I haven't even really got to like the real problem. But that's a that's a story for another day. Um, so yeah, you still so you still have as I write this down, you still have Houston in seven, correct? Yes, I do, and I'm gonna I'm mostly gonna stick with it because that's what I picked before the playoffs started. But you know, I'm definitely it. yeah. This this was an unsettling game, but I think the reality is that we would have been. It's so weird how expectations affect this. Like, do we really expect Houston to go into Oracle and win game one? Like, yeah. And if they did, if they didn't, if they lost game one by four, and they all basically played below their like way below their ceilings, like even below average, except for Gordon, then isn't that kind of maybe a win? Like, it's, it's you're right. This this game one is like it does nothing. It doesn't help. Now to yeah, go to another matter. series. I have the Bucks and Celtics as the second most interesting. This one was kind of a mind effort um, for me. I have I have Bucks and six. I don't feel good about that anymore. Um, what did What did you have initially? <laughs> I believe I believe I also had uh, Bucks and six. I'm gonna double check as I'm talking to you, but I'm pretty sure that I also had Bucks and six, six or seven. I know I have the Bucks for sure. Um, okay, I had the Bucks and six. So here's the thing is. I don't know. This series... <laughs> that wasn't good. <laughs> no. And I think the question has been this whole playoffs is like, what will happen to the Bucks and Giannis when they face a real challenge? Not my... And... Are you trying to say that my Detroit Pistons are a real challenge? Okay, never mind. Um, but <laughs> go, go, on, go on with your thought. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's a little... I guess I just get nervous. Anytime it's like, one really good guy and then like a system 
you get worried a little bit because yeah, it just it's just, like they, it's just hard. It's just yeah. hard. Um, and the playoffs are such a different game. The rotation strength, the game slows down. Like people play each other over and over again, so you like it's it's turns into a chess match. I don't know. I still think. Tell, tell me your vibe after after watching game one. You have Bucks and six. Tell me your take. Tell me your feeling right now. I don't feel. I feel okay because there were moments when the Celtics got ahead, the Bucks came back, and it was tied for a little while. And then something just happened where it seemed like the Celtics played really hard on defense for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the Bucks just couldn't score. And right. I don't I don't know if this means anything. Brooke Lopez went one for five. Eric Bledsoe went one for five. They scored nine points. That, uh, Didn't Giannis go like three for 15 or something crazy went, like that? He went seven for 21 and scored 22 points. So that's, that's terrible for him. Um, I don't know. I guess I just felt like I didn't think – Horford would be that good on him, which really threw me off. Because when I saw it, I was like, okay, they're going to put someone bigger on him. But the Bucks have enough shooting where you kind of have to, like, you can't just sag off people like that. But right. they didn't, and Horford just kind of guarded him one-on-one, right. <laughs> which was like a – I don't know. I feel like it's weird. I feel like – I don't know. You've always been more of a believer in the Celtics, I think, historically than me. I just didn't think – Yeah, but this year I wasn't as much because they just looked like such a mess. And I think everyone – knew they had a level, but there was just, you could, they, almost like they couldn't find it for 82 games, and you were just like, what makes you think they're going to be able to find it now? And it really, from what you see, like, it looks like, and full disclosure, I did not watch game one today, so I won't talk a lot about that, but it was bad. Watch, I watched a lot of them against the, uh, against the Pacers in the second round, and um, it looked like they kind of figured it out. And I don't know if, like, Brad even just stumbled into a lineup that worked because Marcus Stark got hurt. Like, I don't know what happened, but, like, yeah. It felt like they kind of clicked in the ground and, you know, like they've achieved this like fragile balancing act and they carried it into game one and just, you know, I mean, the bottom line is they have, you know, who do you think is more raw talent wise? Which team is better, do you think? Like, which team has more raw talent? I mentioned this in, in my writing, but Celtics are a better team. Like, yeah. player for player, the Celtics are definitely a better team, but I think that. But who's the best player in the series? Giannis. It's not even close. Yeah, totally. No, <laughs> um,. But he's got to play like it. And 7 for 21 and 22 points is not going to get it done. Especially when your team is not doing well. Like, you got to go LeBron and just – you just got to score. You just have to score. And Right. You know. Yeah, I think he – because I thought, like, okay, the Bucks. I mean, you know this, but the Bucks were, like, killing teams this year. Like, they were – Yeah, they totally. Were just, they, had like, they had, like, the best defense. They had the best offense. It wasn't even really close. So I was, like, banking on that. But then after right. watching today, and, like, you try not to overreact, but then you're just like, oh, wow. Like, Chris Middleton's good, but, like, everyone else is just kind of like, okay, if they beat us, then that person just had the day of their life. Yeah. So I guess totally. kind of like what you said, Giannis clearly has to go for, like, 35. <laughs> and just yeah, be, exactly. And, and just be, it's it's got to be, be like, if, you're, if your system is breaking down. You just like, need a guy. <laughs> exactly. And they have a guy, but he's got he's just got to play like it. He's just got to. He's got to recognize that, like, okay, like, Brooks cold, Miritich is cold, like, Middleton's struggling, lets us struggle, like, and he's just got to put the game on his shoulders. I mean, again, think about what KD did in this in this game one. Like, he just did he it, just, and it was yeah, like he just got buckets. It was a, exactly, and it was the right like he like the guy has a high basketball IQ. It wasn't hero ball. It's just what needed to be done at the time. And Giannis needs to recognize those situations and step up. And you know, maybe he will. I still. 
boy, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm nervous. I'm more nervous about this game one than the Rockets and Warriors game one, like busting out my prediction because Me too. If Boston's really gotten to that level that everyone thought they could be in the year. I mean start of the season I was like Celtics to the finals, no question. Oh, I thought that too. Yeah. So if they've really finally gotten to be what we thought they were gonna be, especially with Hayward rounding into form, like that's scary. Yeah, that's um, really scary. I guess the only thing that concerns me about that, and I think, like, I still think the Bucks can, like, pull it out because, you know, like, the Celtics will go through a game where they'll play really well and then they'll have an absolute clunker totally. the next. My only concern is that you, I know you mentioned um, KD and just kind of, like, how he was just like, oh, yeah, like, we're, we're struggling against the Clippers. Okay, I'm just going to go off for, like, 10 minutes. Right. My, my only fear is that for Giannis, it's it's not that it's hard for him to score because clearly he can, you know, he can do it with Eve, but just the way he has to is very like, I'm going to drive, I'm going to post up. It's very like, I need to get to a certain spot to do what I do best, where Katie is just like, I'm anywhere on the floor. If I choose to dribble once to my left, I can get my shot off. Giannis, right. can't, Giannis just can't do that. But <laughs> not- he's, so str- he's so strong. I mean, think about early LeBron, like he didn't shoot. Right, but he would he get to the rim. Russell, yeah. He played at a post, or he got to the rim, or he got fouled. Like Giannis just has to like. My my thing is, I just don't think he's. I just out. he's amazing. I just don't think he's at that level. Where like, okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take a jump shot for a quarter, but you're not gonna right. stop me. Right. I just don't think Giannis. Ha- I mean, if you think about all the ways he scores, it's basically just like, oh, I'm gonna back you down, and I'm just gonna extend my arm as far back, and your arm can't get higher than that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think, like, the other thing is just, like, the rest of his, like, the other guys he has, like, this isn't, like, the supporting casts that LeBron had where he was doing, like, drive and shoot where it was, like, they're all fine. Like, these are good. No, they're good players. Lopez has been a really good three-point shooter. Yeah, like, Like, Eric Wetzel was really good this year. Like, I don't think these guys are going to be cold. Like, I don't know what happened in game one, but, like, I'd be inclined to say, to kind of, to write it off a little bit. Like, they were, they were rusty, they were jittery. Like, I'm inclined to say this is a fluke from the Bucks. If I see it again, that that would be my takeaway. And the other thing that's really interesting about this matchup is the coaching matchup. Like, it's too good who's not like who, has, like who has the advantage here? Like, I don't, I, I don't know. It, I think I it's think a push. It's, yeah, I think you're right, and I think it'll be really interesting to see who can make the adjustments necessary. I, I think that's going to be fascinating because I want to see how they use Giannis. Just because I think when they, I mean, I know you didn't watch the game, but like this would kind of give him the ball like, way outside. He basically right. had the ball at the three-point line, and then it would just be like, okay, Giannis, do something. Which he can right. do, but against, like you said, in the playoffs, the game slows down. So against a set defense, that's just a lot harder. And, like, I mean, New York. Orford's a really good defender. He just did. Right, like, how Orford knows what the hell he's doing. Which I just, I didn't exactly. I didn't think that would happen. I thought, I mean, good, but I didn't think he would be able to stop Giannis. So... That's that. So you said you still have Bucks and Six, so I think we're going to... I'm going to stick with Bucks and Six. I would say if I... But we're going to sweat out? <laughs> I'm, I, might, I might say seven now, after today. But I still... You still got to think that the best player on the floor wins the series, unless you can't experience the better of it, you know? Yeah. I, I just don't feel good about Bucks winning the game on the road. But I will, I will still go down with Bucks and Six. Um, yeah. Now, for, is he's so so good. Oh no, he's he's a maniac. Um, so good. Uh, the third most interesting series, actually, which I think I thought the game one was going to be really close. Uh, Raptors Sixers. I have Raptors in seven. I feel 
good about that. I just feel like it goes sooner than that now. Uh, what, right. do you, what do you have? I believe I have Raptors in six. I, I, I initially had that, but I felt bad, so I was like, all right, I'll say seven. I think what? that makes sense. I think everyone was just sort of... Uh, no, I will. I will change. I actually have the Raptors in seven. Ah, that's what I picked initially. Great so, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think there was just a lot of there was so much sticker shock when they got Tobias Harris. Yeah, you just would you would just say it out loud like Embiid, Simmons, uh, Harris, Butler, and Redick, and just in your like, you know, like in your the way it the way it feels when you say it, it's just like wow, like that is a wow lineup. It is, and. I think everyone was really taken in by that, and, you know, I just think, like, there the wasn't a lot of conversation about, like... <laughs> the fit's still not there. The fit is... Yeah. It's still very clunky. Um, yeah, could, could I you, agree. Because you watched game one, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I did. That, that was over... It was not close. ...like five minutes in. <laughs> the thing about the game one that should be scary for Sixers is that I don't feel like the Raptors did anything that they can't replicate. I like, completely agree. You know what I mean? Even, that doesn't mean Kawhi has to score 45 and everyone else. Like, between Kawhi and Siakam, didn't they score? Like, they scored a ton, just the two of them, right? Like 70 points? I'm gonna look something like up. that? I'm going to look it up now. But I think that's actually a great point is that, let me see. Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. Kawhi had 45. Goodness gracious. Siakam had yeah. 29. <laughs> and, they, and they shot, I believe they shot 38 for 75 or something like that combined. They were 28 of 37, which is insane. <laughs> that's amazing. Like, that's amazing. So, like, 37 shots, and they scored... Yeah, that's just nuts. I just think, like, Siakam is for real. Yeah, he's, and... a, he's like, going to be, like, an uh, all-star, like, every year for, like, the next couple years. Like, he's that good. <laughs> Dude, um, yeah, I mean, I think everyone just kind of forgot. I mean, me included, like... Before Kawhi stepped on Zaza's foot, like <laughs> it was easy to forget like how good he was. Right. And I think just like he is a top this, five player. <laughs> yeah, and this game he just now he might not shoot you know you know over fifty percent or fifty five percent every single game, but like none of their other guys like you got you got Gasol out there, you got um, Lowry who I don't like, but <laughs> how dare uh, you? you got him out there. Like these other guys can contribute. Yeah, it's what I said. I just don't think the Raptors did anything that they can't replicate, and that should scare Philly. I actually completely agree, because when I was watching the game, I mean, granted, Kawhi and Siakam were hitting all these shots, but I was like, okay, it's not like Kawhi did a crossover fadeaway from, like, 32, and he's just, like, making it. It was like, okay, mid-range, okay, tough layup, okay, this shot. It was, like, stuff that I'd seen him make before. So I'm just like, their, okay. Yeah, and their defense was locked down, the, the Raptors. Oh, no, the really Raptors good, they had really good defense. The thing that I was actually most interested to see was that because Philadelphia's lineup is, like, so weird and Toronto is so, like, flexible on defense, I wanted to know, like, I didn't – I initially thought that Lowry was going to guard Simmons, but it turns out Kawhi guarded him, which I didn't actually expect. And, like, hey right. – and it's funny because I was like – and Simmons was like, – Shooting wise, he was okay. He was seven for eight, but it didn't feel like he was ever like doing anything meaningful. No. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting because I think that with Kawhi defending him, I mean, and it's I think it's hard for which is why you were talking about like the fit with the Sixers because like it's hard when you have Butler who's like an okay shooter but not great, and be who's a post player, and your point guard can't and won't shoot outside of like ten feet. Right, like you shrink the floor for yourself. Yeah, 
And when you go against a great defensive team, I think that makes it even harder. Like Embiid was five for eighteen, and like he's not going to be able to push around Marcus All. Right. And to be honest, don't you think that eighteen is not? A, I mean, I don't know that that's enough shots for Embiid. I mean, he's got to be better than five for eighteen, but. I also think maybe he needs to be taking a few more. I don't know. Gasol really played him well. I was impressed with that, too. And Baca, I think they had put a Baca on him some mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. I mean, I Baca played him well, too. Right. And it's like, the 70s, the, the Raptors aren't just, aren't the Nets. Like, they don't have, like, one skinny center, like Jared yeah. Allen, who Embiid can just be like, give me the ball every time and I'm going to score. Right. Like, yeah. Marcus Gasol is, like, a real, a real defender. Like, you're not going to be able to mow him over. Like, he's, like, the same size as Embiid. Exactly. Um, Again, Gasol was hitting threes in that game. I mean... He was, which is awesome. And, yeah, you're so right. Like, how do you make a lineup work where only two guys are really a threat from three, Redick and Harris, and it just... Yeah. Simmons is such an interesting player to me because he was, everyone was so, so high on him last year, and now this year it's just like... Including myself. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'm not saying they were wrong. He played... He was incredible. Like, I think he deserved Rookie of the Year, but... Yeah. Um, you know, it just, I think it's really interesting to see, like, okay, no one thought he was going to come in this year and still not even try. I think that, jumpers for an entire year. I think that's what's most concerning because I was like, and I say it's like in the, in the paragraph that I write, I'm like, you know, when you're, when it's not only like, I mean, I think there's a difference, of course, in the play style between the two, but like Westbrook can't shoot, but at least he'll make you, he'll keep you honest. Right. Like, there's something, I think, to at least throwing one up. There's a balance in there, right? Right. There's a, there's a middle ground. To at least say, like, okay, if you're going to guard me from starting at the free throw line, I might I mean, as well. Draymond Green will shoot if you leave him open enough. I mean. Right. And I think I think that's the perfect comparison because Draymond can't hit off side of a barn. No, not at all. <laughs> but if you leave him wide open, I think he's like, okay, if I pass this up, you're going to play me like this every time. But if I make. And even if there's a 30% chance he hits it, if he hits it, now they have to be honest next right, time. Right. Now you're like, going to think about it. Exactly. That's exactly right. So I think there's just, I don't know, I think it's concerning that he hasn't, like you said, I think just the lack of, just the lack of trying to do it. Like, even if yeah. you know you're not a good shooter, I think you've got to get off one a game just to at least make Kawhi step up two more feet. Right. Because if you try to, like, post Kawhi up or do some fancy hook, like, it's Kawhi Leonard. He's not going to just let you do that. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing, they have so many good defenders on that team, and I think I, I heard somewhere today, that, uh, or I read somewhere, someone said that they, uh, they're like, from game one, like the, like the narrative coming in and the looks from game one is that Nick Nurse is about to coach Brett Brown out of the job. I think it was the ringer. But I was like, sure looked like it. Because, like, look, the bottom line is, even if we think this team, like, is having trouble fitting together, they haven't played together a lot, like, they have too much talent. Like, what if, if they go down in five, like... Oh yeah, Brett Brown's losing a job. Yeah, that's that's a mess. Okay, they just have, they have too mess. much talent to be played off the floor like that. I still think the Raptors are the better team, but Philly has way too much talent on that on that roster to to be played off the floor that way. Right. So and I think I'm with you. Embiid needs to get more shots. I, yes. think, I also think Butler yeah. needs to get more shots because I think he's like the one. Besides Embiid, he's like the one guy where if you gave him the ball, I feel like he can actually do something with it and would actually like his presence on the ball would actually fear it, would make another defense like pay attention. Because right. like if Harris gets the ball, like he can do something with it, but I think there's clearly a difference in player between Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler. Absolutely. Yeah, ben, I agree. Yeah. So I think I mean he was four for twelve, so I think he needs to play a lot better. 
Just yeah. because I feel like and, he's the only guy who can do something. And then just in general, this is what happens when you have good starters. The Sixers bench sucks. It's so bad. It's so bad. I mean, I like Oban, who doesn't, but, you know, they're starting, they're playing so many traditional centers. They're getting, Boban's getting minutes, which I think he's actually pretty solid. He's so good. Like, he's got, fine. They're giving, they're giving Greg Monroe minutes. I mean. Yeah, that's not good. You can't give Greg Monroe minutes against the Raptors. Like, that's not going to work. And, like, Pistons you know. Like, James Ennis III got 21 minutes. That's, I mean, that's crazy. That's bad. That's um, crazy. So I just and I, and I think it's worse when you play the Raptors because I think even though everyone always talks about like oh you know you don't you know having having a good bench isn't really as useful in the playoffs and it's like that is very true but the Raptors can at least do different things they can play big they can play small the Sixers exactly. can only play one way you've got to have enough weapons to at least make adjustments like you have to right. have enough yeah. guys to be able to decide to do something differently like even the Thunder did against the. Yeah, Blazers they did. in game five when they went small with Grant at the five and they just took like, Adams so out. Yeah. Yeah, they're not exactly deep, but they have enough guys to at least try something else and not just keep banging their heads against the wall. So Right. We'll see. I It's funny because yeah. I think by the way we're talking, it's almost like if we if you would have asked us this today, we would have been like, Oh, Raptors in five <laughs> but we both yeah. have Raptors in seven. I don't know. I, I just know. think Embiid is that good where he can he's worth at least me. I'm expecting him to show up for sure a couple games and look Reddick got really hot in the he third did. for a second like he did if he if he can you know keep it up like and they're worried about sticking with him and you can get you know Embiid one on one I mean look yeah, again like they're just too talented they're too talented right a, and that's literally what I said I was like they're too talented to just, yeah. they're too talented to just fold like I yeah. gave them three games just off of the fact that they at least I mean the Magic won one game and almost two so <laughs> come on <laughs> Like, you got to make that work. But I have a question for you, though, because I think maybe this wasn't a widely held view, but I felt like coming into the playoffs, there were four teams at the top. It was uh, Golden State, Houston, Milwaukee, and Toronto. Completely. Like, those were the cream of the crop. But are you starting to think that, like, just to go back a little bit too, like, could Boston, like, is Boston now in that tier or is it still too early to say? I would like put them in that fringe. I have I have the Raptors in the finals, full disclosure. But I think, oh, really? yeah, I, I think the Raptors are like crazy good. Even though I know you don't like Kyle Lowry, but you know it's okay. No, uh, well, I, I only don't like him because he's not good. That's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, I need to see one more. If, if Boston can do that two games in a row, then. I would put that, that, that. Then I would put that. Especially put at Milwaukee in again. Then you come in to two games at Boston, up two zero. Like, right. Then it's over. Then you, they're just right. Then you're just playing to just not get embarrassed. Um, yeah. Would you? It sounds like I think you would. Right. I, I agree with you. I need to see it a little bit more, but yeah, if they if they go up two zero, it's like boy. Now they're in that conversation. It's really hard. I still I, I agree with you. I don't. Think, I think they're better than the Raptors. I don't think they are either. But it's close because <laughs> it's I think the best player in that series is Kawhi, but I think the second best player in the... Yeah. Well, no, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, after Kawhi... <laughs> I mean, if you like have Kyrie's, if you have Irving, really if good. Irving's yeah. on his stuff, then he can easily they're, be the best he's player. He's right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's right there. I agree. So okay. Now, 
All right, so now you know this is like this series. <laughs> this series. <laughs> The funny thing is, I think from like a basketball perspective, like an X's and O's, this is actually the most interesting series. But maybe that's just me being uh, a Damian Lillard slash Denver Nuggets homer. You tell me. Um, is this your dream series or nightmare series? Both, because I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch every second, and every time Jokic or Lillard get the ball, I'm gonna like have one eye open because I won't know what to do with myself. Right. Um, I have Portland in six. I know. Yeah. What do you? What, what about? Maybe I feel like this is totally recency bias, just because Dame Lillard is going insane. Yeah. But, so full full disclosure, when I filled out my bracket to start the playoffs, oh yeah, please. I had I had Thunder in six and Spurs in seven, and then I had this series going Thunder in five, <laughs> and then going to the Western Conference Finals. So clearly, I was wrong about. Everything, so safe to say, when this is all over, when I tally up all of our picks, you will—that's those two predict; those two picks will kill you. <laughs> those, are, those will destroy me. But I'll say this: this is the most I've watched Denver all year. Was this series against the Spurs? How and <laughs> honestly, I'm not much more impressed with them than I was before. I mean, they—they're weird. They they're very weird. They should have obliterated the Spurs in that last game. The Spurs shot like. Three percent, like they couldn't hit the ocean, and the Nuggets somehow almost lost. I mean, that, like, that was that game should not have been anywhere close. And honestly, I just don't know how seriously you can take a team that took seven games to over top Spurs with nobody, like led by Demar Derozan. Like you just can't. So I'm, I'm going to take the Blazers in five. Honestly, I think. Oh like, wow! How Dame's playing? I know that like. You know, I guess the question is, do they have an answer for Jokic? Like, who's guarding Jokic? That's the thing I wrote about. I was like, with it sucks if Nurkic was playing. I would probably uh, pick Blazers. Exactly. In five. I would pick Blazers in five because right. he has like the perfect just frame to just kind of. I mean, you know, if you're that good, you're still going to get yours, yeah. but he'll at least make you work for it because he's just mm-hmm. both of those men are just big as hell. Uh, right. <laughs> so I think that makes me a little bit nervous because I think Ennis Cantor is not good defensively and I think Jokic will just... No, but he did show up against Adams. And I know Adams isn't Jokic, no question about it, but... He, no, he, was, he wasn't bad, but I think... Yeah, he wasn't bad, but I just think Jokic... Jokic puts a different level of stress on you. Like, with Adams, yeah. it's just like, okay, he'll get, what, maybe four post-ups a game and just watch him on offensive rebounds. That's kind of like... Cantor's strength is like, okay, I'm just going to fight you for rebounds. Like, okay. Sure. With Jokic, I mean, you know, where do you want me to begin, Isaac? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has a lot of talent, but I, I think he's... He has a lot of talent, and I think Denver as a team, they have less talent than I initially thought. <laughs> They're so inconsistent. I mean, after, like, when you're relying on Jokic, who honestly, I hardly think he's an unstoppable scorer. Like he's obviously a really talented player, but like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, I can tell and, you're and, thinking and, about it as you're saying it. <laughs> you're trying to. Yeah, like, I, I just, I just don't think that they're that good. I just don't, and I honestly watching the Spurs series just didn't. It, it leaves didn't a bad change. My mind. It leaves a bad taste. Unless Jamal Murray all of a sudden is like, oh, actually, I'm super good, and he's dropping 28 a game, which I think is unlikely. Like He's good. He's just not super good. 
all the time, no. which is and I just think like annoying. The best the best player in that series is definitely Damian Lillard. I agree. And honestly, I think Jokic is second, but I don't I do think too. CJ McCollum is that far behind. I uh, that's offensive to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended. I'm honestly offended. The re- the main reason why I picked Portland was that Denver's like okay defensively, but they're not like OKC. Like the reason right. why I was shocked that the Blazers just kind of took OKC out was that OKC is really good defensively, and they just had a lot of dudes who can just like defend. Like every one of their starting five guys, like Adams, Grant, George, Ferg, like all those guys are like plus defenders. For sure. Denver doesn't have that. And I think as much as I love Jokic on offense, on defense, I feel like Dame is going to expose the hell out of him. So slow. <laughs> right. And Adams is like, I mean, we've always, we've always we've always loved Adams and we've always talked about this. But, like, if you put a point guard on him, he's not going to do great, but he'll do as good as anyone else can who's that size. Right. right. Jokic is going to get exposed. Like, if they do a pick yeah. and roll, they're gonna, Denver will try to do everything to just not have Jokic just on an island. And I feel like that's yeah, going to happen – a lot, just because I feel like with Dame and CJ, they're just going to be like, "Oh wait, you have this seven foot Serbian guy who can't move. Bring right. him, bring him to me, and I'll figure out the right. rest." Right. <laughs> and I just feel like that's going to happen. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> I I completely agree. I mean, I think, yeah, that I just don't think that they have. I don't know how far away they are. I think I think you're right. I just think everyone was like, "Oh, we love them with." Like, Jokic, Harris, and Murray are, like, a great, like, early, like a young big three. But I wonder if people are, like, taking a step back now and being like, okay, I don't, like, is there ever going to be a day where you can win a championship with Nikola Jokic as your best player? With the right guys around him, you can maybe get to a finals. Right. Um, and, and that's a really high bar, right? There's maybe five guys in the league who are I, that guy. I was just about to say that. Like, there may be only five players who can probably be the best person on a finals team. Like, in the last, what, five years, it's just been LeBron, Curry, and Durant. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's only been three so, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... That's like a... Right. Yeah. I just think it sucks that Murray is just kind of like feast or famine because I think Harris is pretty consistent. Murray, if Murray plays well... Denver can beat anybody, but if Murray's not good, they look like they suck. (laughs) Right. And Millsap is a big presence, but he's not really going to add much. He's like, yeah, he's just just a little too old. Yeah. Like, if they would have got him from a couple years ago when he was in Atlanta, then I would have felt totally different about this. But I think I'm giving them two games just because I feel like I owe it to myself to give Mm -hmm. Nikola Jokic two games. I just, I just feel like Portland just came out of like a really hard defensive series, and I just feel like they're like Denver's nowhere near OKC. Everything's going to be easier, right? Yeah, I agree. And plus, um, I just thought about this: Damian Lillard won't have to guard anybody like that hard. Like he was going right. against Westbrook basically the entire game. He won't have to like, like oh yeah, I have to go against Jamal Murray. He'll shoot himself out <laughs> for sure. No, that's exactly right. And the thing is, like, Portland has the other guys to make it work, too. I mean, Amino had a great series against the Thunder. Yeah, he um, did. Harkless played well. Harkless had a great series. You know, I just think 
And like, yeah, CJ McCollum's also really, really good. <laughs> really, really good. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it's really interesting though, like to have the bracket just turned out so weird this this year. Like, it did. It really. Like, do the Blazers have any chance against whoever comes out of the top of the West? No. Yeah, I mean, if it's Golden, if it's Golden State or Houston, are you taking them in five against the Blazers? Probably. Boy. No, if it's, if it's yeah, you're right. I mean, maybe Houston. Okay. Houston, I, mean, I would probably I'm, say six, but Golden State, there no, five. it's five. That doesn't yeah. make sense. And I'm being respectful just because they have Dame. Yeah, just because they go off for one. So, all right. So you have to recap. You have Houston seven, Bucks in six, Raptors in seven. Blazers at five. Now, give me your boldest prediction of the second round. It can be a series, a player, or just something you think will either happen or what the conversation will be as we enter the conference finals. I know I just put you on the spot with that. No, it's all right. I mean, this is not a, a hot take necessarily, but as far as what the conversation will be, yeah, I kind of wonder if it'll still be this Kings playoff and we're just living in it. If he plays like he did against the Thunder and they drop the Nuggets in five, like, I think that might be the conversation. Um, That's a good one. My boldest prediction is really tough. Also, full right. full, full, uh, full disclosure, I remember when I texted you that Damian Lillard was the second best point guard? How do you feel about that now? <laughs> in the league? Yeah. It's a conversation. Him and, Ky- him like and Kyrie is a legit conversation. I feel like totally. People, yeah. I agree. Uh, I agree. Random uh, note. By the way, I, I don't count Harden as a point guard. I'm talking about I don't, Kyrie I don't and then... I don't either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. No, it's a conversation, but he is something. That I mean, be. to have to have two playoff series-winning threes, buzzer beaters, is nuts. Right. I mean, we were texting. We were texting after he hit that game winner. My jaw was on the floor. Like I was I freaked out. <laughs> I freaked out, but I, I wasn't. I freaked out, but I wasn't surprised. I just felt like, oh my gosh, he's absolutely gonna nail it. Like it's just there's no question he's gonna nail it. Right, and I was just like, oh wait, there's three seconds left, and he hasn't done anything. Oh yeah, he's shooting from fifty. <laughs> yeah, totally. He's about to drill it, and they're gonna get wild. Um, it's, gonna but, be, it's crazy. But that's a good one. I think my boldest, at least for the conversation, I could be a prisoner of the moment. I still think the Sixers are gonna play a lot better, but I think if the if the what happened in game one, it'll probably get better for the Sixers. But if it still doesn't go well, I feel like the Sixers will have a very interesting off season. And I just feel like you'll we'll hear questions about like okay, Embiid's health. Okay, what the hell is really going on with Simmons? Brett Brown, he has to be fired. Do we really right. want? Do we really want to resign Jimmy Butler? Tobias Harris, he's good, but do we really want to pay? I just feel like if it goes south. They have a lot of interesting questions, which I don't know the answers to. Because they went all in to like win a championship. This like you don't do all that if you don't think you can win a championship. And they kind of sacrificed everything. They have to bring one of those guys back. I don't know who it is. (laughs) So I probably Harris, right? I don't think Butler wants to stay. I, I don't. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But I just think if it goes south for them, that's not good. Yeah, I agree. That'll be that'll they, was, they, they yeah. went all in for sure. It was it would be tough. I mean, it, yeah, man, my bold and I I want to make like a, a really bold prediction, but a bold prediction would be like the Raptors are going to sweep the Sixers. But, yeah, yes, that would be. <laughs> um, I don't know if I feel that bold. 
Okay, fine. All right. Yeah, Isaac, I, I got one. Isaac's I'll, hot I'll take. Wait. Isaac's hot take. Then I'll change it. <laughs> My hot take. And that could be rapid sweet <laughs> if you want to get that bold with it. <laughs> okay, here, let's do this. What do you think is more likely, a blazer sweep or a raptor sweep? Blazer sweep. I think I agree with you. <laughs> I had to really think about it. I think I agree with you, but it's close. Game one really left a bad taste in my mouth for the Raptors. I mean, for the Sixers. That, like, did not sit well with me. I don't know why, sure. but just when I was watching it, I was like, oh, wow. Because they have a lot of question marks going into the playoffs. And plus, it just doesn't look good. When the Sixers, like, yeah. were, even when they were scoring, I was like, this looks like it's hard. Yeah. Like when I agree. You, yeah. I completely agree. Um, okay. So, thank you, buddy. This was great. Um... We're yes, definitely gonna have fun. to. Oh, this just hit me when I when I whenever I finish my piece about the Lakers after the season is over. Oh, well, ha- let's talk about that. And Dude, also- nowhere to go but up. That's what I have to say. <laughs> and I'll, the one thing I'll say about that is I really like the names I'm hearing for potential GMs. Like, I think they're aiming. Are you serious? They're aiming at the right people. I can't tell if you're joking or not. No, I'm being serious. Because oh, okay. <laughs> there's a lot of conversation about like you hear a lot about Bob Myers, which would be incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I thought you were talking about. Like, I've heard. I yeah. thought you were talking about like that first wave where it was like, oh, Kobe. <laughs> oh God! No one wants that. Nobody. Do they? Nobody wants that. It's Genie Buzz, baby. Who knows? Oh God! Phil Jackson yeah. might come back from the rafters. Oh God! Don't even say that. <laughs> um. So yes, one will have to do one then. And you realize that if the Lakers win the lottery, I'm calling you and we're just going to talk for like 45 minutes. I don't care. Dude, do you think the NBA will explode if the Lakers get the first pick? The Ringer as a website would like cease to exist and NBA Twitter would Absolutely blow up. Explode. NBA Twitter would, just explode. NBA Reddit would no longer be a thing. They would have to like take Liter- it down. <laughs> Literally nobody would watch the, the league next year because they'd be so mad that Bes- it's so rigged. Besides you and me. <laughs> Besides, yeah, Who would they, love it? Yeah, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Braun and Zion? Yeah, I'll watch that. I want the Lakers Boots to win. Boots to who? I want the Lakers to win it just so I can watch everything fall apart. Just so you can watch, it, watch the world burn? I, I'm with you. It would be so incredible. So now um, we have at least one and a half podcasts planned. Isaac. Perfect. Thank you so much, buddy, as always. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks, Noah. West Coast thesis contributor out. Oh, say it. <laughs> <laughs>